0: It's September 12th, 2022. This is Rook. Hi there welcome to episode 199 of rook i'm gian gomeshi nice to be talking to you hope you're keeping well wherever you're tuning in from around the world hello to you from toronto canada <laughs> <laughs> salam dustan aziz durr bashamah salam dust aziz how are you good uh the singular besod bulur the very unique Behzad Bulur joining, uh, joining us in the Rook studio today. In the studio, one of the most, um, well, I said the word, unique humans in Persian broadcasting or any broadcasting anywhere. He, of course, of uh, BBC Persian fame and an artist, a fashion designer, a former radio guy, now a TV guy. Mm-hmm. It's always interesting yes. having Behzad Anywhere, <laughs> uh, including on our show, yes. I suspect uh, today will be no different. You know, he and I famously have um, famously, I mean, in my mind, famously have very different um, interview techniques, and his his approach is tends to be um, to do things quite naturally, to not uh, not necessarily prepare as much or do the research, uh, but but and certainly to not know where you're going to go with questions and mm-hmm. stuff. That's the the opposite of the way I've operated for many years. So, I'm I'm going to say tell him this during the interview. But I'm going into this interview Just with with little plan. Oh, I, I see. Just ah, see where it so goes. You will
1: you won't do his method. I'm doing the okay. best on
0: spontaneous okay. method. Uh, I'm also comforted by the fact that he's a great broadcaster. So yes. he always makes it interesting one way or another. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Uh, but Basa Ballur in the, the Rook studio coming up, and in about 45 minutes from now, after that, Shadi Majlasi will be here in the studio. She's uh, capturing attention for images of Persian culture, historical figures, and Iranian history uh, that she creates and showcases on her cakes. Mm. She's a talented and popular baker, so she makes these cakes, and uh, there's images of, you know, Reza Shah. <laughs> 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 on them and then you eat the cake I <laughs> know <Yeah. laughs> oh, it's very cool stuff Shaw D. <laughs> coming up in the Rook studio I'm looking forward to it there's a um, we're by the way can you hear that? yes you can? I can. oh yeah, I okay can. I yeah. wasn't sure if you can hear I, we've built this Rook studio but yeah. we're next to a, a an office space or something that they're renovating yes and I think they're doing they've got some machine
1: yes it's like a uh, paint wo-
0: machine or something What are they I,
1: I think so but it sounds like a white noise shh
0: Oh, so we could have just said it's what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's <good. laughs> anyway, I can. Hear, I, I don't know if you guys can, who are listening to it, can hear it, uh, wherever you're listening to it. I us. hope but, by uh,
1: the time Behzad comes to the studio, they will. Finish. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: well, the, there is a, a fair amount of white noise in Toronto right now. There's a buzz. Uh Because it's the Toronto International Film Festival, TIFF, we call Uh, it. And I think it's, I guess it's the first, it's the return of TIFF after the COVID, you know, the first time the festival has been in person Uh in a big way again, you know, where big crowds and everything. Have you gone to any films? No, no, not yet. Hmm. Well, it's, it's. I guess it started last Thursday. It's going to go for about a week and a half. It's always it's one of the biggest film festivals yes. in the world. And in terms of Iranian content, yesterday was the premiere of 752 is not a number. This is Bob Akpiamy's, uh documentary about the horrific shooting down of Flight 752 by the Iranian government that killed 176 people on board, many of them Iranian Canadians. Yes. Um, and about the fight for justice for the families of the victims. Since then, so this had its premiere yesterday at, at TIFF at the Toronto International Film Festival. Um, I, I was not there, but I hope it went. I assume it went well. And and Bob Igermi, of course, uh, who's been on our program a few times. And and I, this is. Clearly, a, a work of great passion yes. on his part, um, who's uh, you know, and uh, a, an important work, I'm sure, that uh, will have a broad release before too long. So, yes. um, that part of the Toronto International Film Festival schedule,
1: yeah. And uh, I, I mean, it's obvious that it must be a very sad movie, yeah, the, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. You know, I was, I saw uh, Afshin Natmouni on uh, the, uh-huh. the Great Artist. Oh. I, w- I was in London yes, in the last I few days. Yes, I was thinking yes. about it and Afshin said something interesting. I was I was asking him if, if he'd seen a certain movie and I said, yeah, it's kind of a sad movie. He said, I don't see sad movies. Not interested. Uh-huh. I don't want to go to watch a sad movie. I, I always think artists, you know, a visual artist who spends weeks and years yeah. creating something on a canvas yeah, is yeah. this type of person who wants to I wasn't to but yeah I wants to go to a movie and cry you know but he was like having no part of it he was like no i don't want to go yeah, see this uh it was it was there's a movie called uh, The worst person in the world it's a uh, by a norwegian director that um has had its wide release the, over the last year it's a Brilliant I've, movie. I've watched Fuck it. Yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's hard. I mean, it's yes. devastating, yeah. right? Yeah. It's yeah. brilliant, yeah. brilliant yeah. film, right? Yeah. Uh, but he uh, was like, no, no interest. I don't want to go go see something sad. Yeah. It's uh, it's too too difficult.
1: I, I try to avoid watching sad movies like in in these days of my life because, yeah, I I, I think it's I, hard to recover. Yes, yes. Mm.
0: Yeah. I still. For me, I still, I need it sometimes. It's like listening to a sad song and crying and it's it's part of the the process. But I get it. I get that it can become too much. Mm -hmm. So I was in London. (laughs) <laughs>
1: and uh, <Yes>. uh <laughs> <laughs>
0: what, a, what, a, what timing yes, yes. well it's interesting I mean I went I was in London for the weekend this is in the UK the, the for Canadians people listening around the world wonder why I say the UK we do have a London yes, Ontario yes, Canada yes, sure. so sometimes if you're in Toronto and you, it's about two hours from here you say I'm going to London yeah. somebody thinks you're you know uh, going to the Forest City a couple yes. of couple of uh, hours from here but in fact uh, it I'm talking about London, England, yes. the place of my birth. And yes. I, I was mm-hmm. going for a business meeting mm-hmm. that I had on Saturday. And I had booked the trip. Yes. So I did not book it around the uh, the unfortunate death of a monarch. Yeah. But, um, but as it turns out, wow. yeah. in fact, I was leaving on Thursday, my flight was at midnight on Thursday night, and it was on Thursday that the news broke. Yes, yes. So I thought, huh, that. I'm traveling into wow. uh, the, the city and the, the country that's dealing with this, grappling with this mm. um, major news, right? Yes. Um. So it was kind of a big deal. I mean, I I went to the meeting that I had, but um, um, but I was there, and and while I was there, yeah. I decided to uh, as folks who see me on Instagram or whatever will see, I decided to visit Buckingham Palace yeah. and yeah. and be part of uh, the historical moment and and um, it is a
1: historical moment. Boy, you know? is it ever! Yeah, is yeah, it yeah. ever? Yeah,
0: you. It really is. I mean. Yes. It, 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 because of and the rituals and the and the the succession and all of that are underscore how much of a historic moment it is Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. i think you know i was thinking about the death of the queen affected me (laughs) (laughs) i i don't know her i mean you know it's i mean uh uh i i don't know on a personal level i met her once back in 2002 she had come to toronto and she was um touring through the cbc the broadcast uh, center and and i i you know i mean i didn't even i was just like one of the people standing there you know when they walk by yes. like that kind of thing so it wasn't like we had tea or something you know? <laughs> but i count that as meeting yes, her you know course, yes. uh, saw her in, in the flesh in front of me and then um a few years ago i was honored to receive this uh uh, the Queen's Diamond Jubilee Medal, you know, uh, so that was very nice. And, and so I've had these kind of attachments to the, you know, she's, yes. there's been an effect in my life. But the, for me, it was, I was born in London yes. and, um You know, probably one of the first songs I ever learned was "God Save the Queen." You know, I mean, these are just things you that happen when you live in England. You you know the Queen, and and um, and then we came to Canada, and it's and the Queen is on our money here, and we're one of the colonies, and you know, so 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 I think for me, there's a bit of that attachment there. But I was thinking of beyond that, um, three reasons why people, from my perspective, mm-hmm. people feel this, are moved by this this moment, because... You're a monarchy fan, right? Like you... No, you no that's, it's so funny they should say uh, that, because,
1: uh, yeah, yeah. Based on your post, I, I, <laughs> I thought that, oh, I, know, I didn't I know, know that you're a monarchy. I
0: know, he's such a monarchist that he got on a plane <laughs> right away and <laughs> went to Buckingham Palace. No, I know, in fact, a couple of people said that on my social media, like on my Facebook or something, somebody wrote, geez, I never knew you were this much of a monarchist, you know? you. <laughs> yeah. Pasha did after the first opportunity. You you got you you know you went got on a hopped on a plane right. Um, I, I honestly think for uh, uh, for those who are really monarchists, I could not. I would not dignify the word. Oh. I, I, I don't represent. Uh, you know, I when it comes to the British royal family, I mean, I. I don't have any of the plates at home with Charles and Die on them or <laughs> yeah, the, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just not a, yeah. if anything, uh, over the course of my life, I would probably have been much more critical mm. of the monarchy than than positive yes. about it. And yet, I did feel profoundly sad. I mean, this is the paradox of emotions. Mm. This is what's what I find very interesting yes. in, in a lot of us because I'm hearing this from, from others too that, uh, you know, didn't really uh, uh, care that much for the institution, but moved by the passing of this, this person. Uh, and, you know, I think for me, there's three things. One, and this, this point has been made, but I, I really think this is true, that in a moment, especially in the last 20 years, based on technology and, and social media, et cetera, in a moment when the, the acceleration of our culture feels so profound things are changing so quickly right um and the things the 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 life we expected or knew continues to to rapidly revolutionize every every year somebody who represented a constant uh-huh. who represented kind of some kind of stability. Yes. There she is, yes. we've known she's, a, I mean, she basically even looked the same for the last 50 <laughs> years, right? Like it was, you know, good on her, but yes. I, mean, she, I mean, it's like it's such a constant that yes. she didn't change, yes. right? Yes. So I think that is something that is going to affect us because it is a reminder of our own mortality. It's a reminder of everything changes, Uh, nothing stays, the only constant in life is change, Change, right? Um, So there's that. Mm -hmm. I think secondly, for me, but I think for a lot of people, regardless of your position on the monarchy, this person represented a certain level of dignity. I might even say old school, Dignity in with the which she carried herself Over the over the course of her life Which to a certain extent feels like an anachronism like people are not like her (laughs) you know, and I'm sorry, you know anyone who has spent a Moment let alone an hour a week a year a lifetime in the public eye Mm -hmm. How this person spent the last 70 years as Queen and notwithstanding some gossip or some speculation about how she felt about Diana or or Meghan Markle about whatever, has never been caught saying something um, inappropriate on camera has never yeah. been caught you know looking inappropriate has never been I mean has basically carried herself mm. slavishly you know yes. in in her position as wanting to do right by this monarchy
1: yeah. I mean that's quite remarkable yes it's hard to be queen you know <laughs> it's really like for 70 years. we learned
0: that from the crown
1: right I have ideas. You didn't uh, watch The Crown? No, oh, no.
0: I thought we talked about it. No, oh, no. yeah. Well, when you watch it, you go, yeah, it's there's a lot of pressure on <laughs> yeah, these people. No, yeah. really,
1: but it's hard to be queen. Like, uh, as you said, for 70 years, she has to be like. She has to be conscious about every single move. Every that, moment of the day. Every moment, For yes. the entire life. Yes. That's and her. she,
0: you see this. I mean, if you've read about her, or you, she's kind of an outlier too. There's nobody else in the, 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 the of the Master Royals that, yes. that has been almost tediously perfect the mm-hmm. way she has been, right? It's it's quite a story, this, this person. So, and the third thing, I think, you know, when I mentioned the crown, I think for me, the third reason why this has such an impact is that in this era of media Mm -hmm. and maybe sensationalism we we see these people the british royals i mean has there been anyone who's been picked over more than uh, you know uh, whether it's tv series or or criticism or lampooning them or puppet characters or 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 devotion or you know bbc whatever it is these people i mean you know, we talk about reality TV and reality um, uh, stories. I mean, this—these are people that we feel like we know, right? Yes. And so, and so, I think that adds another layer to it too, yes. where it's like You're going to miss. Yeah, you know, you feel. I feel like I knew this person. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know anything about them, yes, yes. but you know, we think we do. So, yes. so it's it's a it's a measure of loss.
1: How, how was the Buckingham Palace? Actually, I'm really curious. I mean, how was the atmosphere? Yeah,
0: it was. First of all, uh, no surprise. There was thousands of people there. Mm-hmm. So you get, you know, if you take the tube as I did to St James Park Station and you, and, and, or Victoria, you know, you know, and you get out and you walk. Mm-hmm. You start to see there's people, you know there's and there's people carrying flowers, you know, and you know they're headed towards Buckingham Palace. I mean, this is it's really interesting to me. There's there were if you see, I posted a couple of pictures or a video, but there's there's just you know endless amounts of flowers Mm -hmm. that people have gone and bought, and I mean. I know this yeah, is not a surprise. Any you know, public figures die, yeah, and the, yeah, we see yeah. this. But, but um, think about that. You know, I saw this uh, couple carrying like a, a, a you know a bunch of flowers that they had bought, like two or three bundles. And I thought, oh, oh these people have gone out and said, you know, we have to go and buy flowers before we go to yeah. Buckingham Palace. Man, kid, das der jolio by that man. Didn't bring any. Out. W- were people crying? Or? Well, it, what I was going to say is, so there's thousands of people there. It's, it mm-hmm. was a. It was quite a scene. Uh, I've been to some major funerals before. Mm. I felt like this one was somewhat different, maybe because of her advanced age. Mm. I, I don't know, but I felt like it certainly wasn't a celebration, you know. Um, it wasn't like there was music pumping and yes. everybody feeling, you know. But also, it wasn't. It didn't feel like a major mourning scenario either. I suspect maybe at the funeral or something it will, but this felt, in other words, I didn't pass a lot of people who were collapsed on the ground weeping, you know. Um, This felt like something more in between where people clearly really wanted to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, You had to, I mean, the devotion, just to go there, you have to kind of stand, to get close to Buckingham Palace, they had put up some fencing and stuff, so you have to stand, you walk in a slow queue in a line, even just to get into the area where thousands are, right? I mean, it's a—it's not something you can just run there for five minutes and leave, you know? So I felt a sense that people wanted to just collectively share something, see, you know? Yeah. And be there around each other, and I, I ended up, Choosing to speak to a bunch of people uh, who ah. were just around me, and um, and we had really good conversations, really interesting conversations. Is, yeah, is um, there
1: any Persian there, Iran?
0: I didn't. I did see. I I heard some Farsi ah. uh, a, a few oh. times, but but not really. But what what I will say is, shy, was a very diverse crowd. Wow. You know, I've seen some stuff in social media attacking. You know the oh privileged white people this type of thing really interesting being there and seeing the crowd because I mean it is London after all you know an international the most international city maybe we sometimes say that about Toronto but of course London is much bigger um but I probably heard a hundred different languages Wow! I spoke to um uh, a, a number of different. I spoke to a Pakistani guy. I spoke to mm-hmm. a couple who'd come from America. Um, some, um, a lot of different Europeans. Um, there were a, a couple of Brazilian people who live in London but came and, and you know yeah. speaking with heavy accents and but you know devoted to the Queen. I mean, it was really a really diverse place, really diverse looking crowd. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, interesting, and and I, I guess. In London in general, in England in general, I would say the vibe was pretty interesting this weekend. I mean, it was a bit of a a paradox, really, because on the one hand, you couldn't escape the fact that something, I mean, you get off the plane at Heathrow, Mm -hmm. all the, you know, with the the billboards where there's normally advertisements, those are all, they're all black and they say Her Majesty, you know, the passing of Her Majesty. Yeah. And that's the case throughout the city. There's just images of her right. everywhere, and rest in peace or, or whatever. Uh, so you can't escape that. Um, at the same time, there's a feeling of business as usual, you know. I mean, people people obviously, you know, yeah. people are going about their their lives and uh, going out to dinner and whatever. Uh, there's a there's some of this that becomes very English that. Um, would be very normal if you live in England. But for me, it kind of moved me to see, for example, outside of a pub, you know, somebody, the the, the pub owners had put out a chalkboard and said, ma'am, we we thank you, we miss you, you know, yeah. that type of thing that feels very uh, English. Actually,
1: you know? I was going to say, like, because so, so the Queen is like Canadian, also she was the head of Canadian. Yes, yes so, yeah. so I was wondering that uh, if pubs or bars are closed for her majesty no and then i googled it and <laughs> interestingly it, it said that bars are open to go there and have a shot in memory of-
0: <laughs> well it's so funny that you should say that because roham uh savvy roham part yeah. of our team here on thursday when we the news broke you know he was saying i oh i, I need to go to the bank tomorrow are the banks going to be closed you know in, in toronto yeah. here and i was like jesus Rom, don't bring your this eat on e mentality like you think that because a monarch dies that everything's in cloud there's yeah. making fun of him you know yeah. then I go to England and I mean the football games are cl- i mean they've tur- shut down a lot right wow. uh there's no premier League football this yeah. weekend right oh. uh um which i don't know I don't quite get that like i i don't I don't totally understand the i, I would be more in the camp of like let them play the game, wear armbands, put up a big video of her, yes, you know, show the respects. Yes. I, I don't know, you know? Yeah, yeah. So this kind of the fact that so many things were also I mean, there's people's do jobs, you know, rely on this and, and there's people who come in around the world to see games or whatever I mean you know uh, uh, so it's kind of a displacing but but yeah there was actually a bunch of I mean uh, um, Selfridges was closed at one of the big mm. shopping sh- stores there was there were a lot of things but the pubs were open <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> the drinking <laughs> <laughs> shall continue in the name of the monarch we <laughs> shall drink <laughs> yeah
1: w- what, what happened to the anthem like it
0: it's well you heard s- it that, that, uh, didn't, don't you find that strange uh, the anthem becomes God Save the King oh that's it God Save a <laughs> King you know uh, what is it God Save Our Noble King I think oh. I should know no, I since know I <laughs> sang it when I was a kid uh, yeah uh, no yeah the, the, the anthem stays the same but, but you replace Queen with King <laughs> Feels a bit cheap, <laughs> yeah. doesn't are it? It's like, you know, yeah. fucking write something new. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also, it's like, I feel like because she's been around our whole lives yeah. as the queen, uh-huh. I feel like it's like her song. Are. Now it's Charles's song? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you are. know, it yeah. just doesn't feel. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would write a different melody for him, I should think, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> but I, yeah, I found it weird. God save the king. but that's that's part of the succession thing like part of the succession is to I guess we're learning is to is to keep things as much as possible the same keep the order right so you don't even change the song yeah like I mean maybe a different rhythm like add some xylophone or (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah uh, so anyway rest in peace it was an interesting uh weekend in 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 london and uh and an interesting time to be there i guess it will it will continue i am i'm someone who um maybe it's the journalist or you know i don't know what it is in me but i i really like to be there to witness these things Mm -hmm. you know to witness history
1: i'm sure if i was in london i would go there yeah yeah. see yeah, it's his story. You know? Some of my,
0: my friends in London were like, well, you're gonna, you're gonna go to Buckingham Palace for what? What are you <laughs> gonna go there for? And I was like, well, because it's, the, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, I guess it's kind of like when people come to Toronto and go to the CN Tower and you're kind of like, well, why are you going there, you know? But I mean, I thought this was yeah, a, it's different, yeah. and clearly there are, you know, millions who are doing that, because it was it was certainly busy there that night. Um, yeah. Interesting, interesting days. An interesting trip to England. Um, All right. We are coming to you on rookmedia.com. It's there that you can link to all of our platforms. We're on our ongoing mission to build a new audio-visual encyclopedia of Iranian diaspora identity. You can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Instagram, CastBox. If you want to see visuals with Rook, switch over to YouTube right now. And it is at YouTube that you can see our first of our travel series, our documentary, Talking to Persians, London, as it turns out. uh, At YouTube, go to Rook Media, uh, the Rook Media YouTube page. And if you like your Rook descriptions and bulletins in both English and Persian, check us out on Telegram. To become a supporter of our program, you can go to our website, rookmedia.com, and uh, press the Support Us button, and we really, really appreciate it. All right, we ready? Yes. To bring our first guest in? Let's, Let's do it. Let's bring him in. My first feature guest today there is, is an award-winning artist, fashion designer, humanitarian, radio personality, TV presenter, senior producer with more than the huh? There's How many do you read? Really, nah, do I need to
2: say all of these things with extensions on his head?
0: <laughs> with more than 30 years of experience producing, programming, hosting shows at BBC Persian. Behzad Balour is an Iranian British broadcaster and a familiar face for many Iranians inside and outside of Iran. If you're a fan of Persian popular culture and Iranian music, you will have seen his shows like Kuk, Bouloul Van and Nuno Naimak. was born and raised in Tehran. The revolution of 79 led him to leave Iran at the age of 18. He made London his home, took an interest in fashion, interior design, paintings, recorded a Persian classical album in 1990, then found his way to BBC Persian Radio in the same year where he remained for three decades. Behzad has made it his mission to promote Iranian artists and underground music. You might say he's become the voice and face for millions of young Iranians over the years and he's also dedicated much of his documentary work to the restoration of the persian culture That's language it. arts and history Thank you. and right now besa bulur joins me in the rook studio wow. hello sir
2: thank you so much i don't want to talk because i think you, you, that would be like
0: one of your interviews yeah, so, if i just talk the whole time yeah then, just, no, you just know you paint and fan- don't ask questions
2: yeah you paint a <laughs> fantastic picture i don't want to ruin it
0: it's so so nice to have you here not on a <laughs> zoom yes, but actually yes. in person in Canada, welcome.
2: Yeah, absolutely right. Actually, I just remember that we talked over the Zoom. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't wearing a trousers, I think. Oh. So that was a comfort.
0: In the, you, you're you welcome to not wear trousers. It, yeah, in not here.
2: wearing underwear. No, I'm just joking. I'm okay. right, I'm wearing. <laughs> but it's fantastic to be here, actually. It feels really good. I love your... Your office, or let's say your media, so, your rooms, yes. the people who work with you are fantastic. You've got docu- documentary makers, you got yes. fantastic dancers, yes. someone who came from Mashhad.
0: A super P. Because Yes, Super, super P, P. came P. from Mashhad a and year she's ago. She's
2: also very beautiful, and to come here to work, I mean, amazing, well done. Wow. Yes. You're, you're truly a, a, a media magnet. What? Uh, <laughs> I'm a media S- maggot. St-
0: oh. No, I didn't want to say that. Step up to the microphone, by the way. This is a microphone. I don't know if you've used these before. Yes. If you just we, get close we to we it. We sort of yeah.
2: got rid of them about 20 years ago.
0: Right? <laughs> I, I know BBC Persian doesn't. The budgets are, are limited <laughs> yeah. at this stage. Uh, I have to say from the outset, first of all, honestly, it's great to see you. And, yeah, and, me too. Uh, yeah. We have such a guy. I, I saw you in London last year, and we yes. had some fun, And but to have you here in Canada in the studio. I have to say, however, we don't have a plan for this interview, and yes. I did not... Um, I, I, uh-huh. and normally I would I would be very stressed and frustrated at the idea of not having a plan because I fastidiously like to prepare for interviews I like to know exactly where I want the question arc to go I I like to have a focus I sure. like to that's just my mode yeah. my model I'm completely and opposite you, you know. really are and a couple I saw you a couple of days ago you, you know and I said to you okay I, I need to I want to have a focus for the interview I want to know where we're going to yes. go with this I want because I I'm of the mentality that if, it's, if we're going to do this for any period of time that's longer than you know five minutes or something, we owe it to the audience to develop content that's going to be rich, that they've got some takeaway. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose in that model, but, but at least you try, you know, you bring yes. a lot of... And you said, come on, man, come on, let's just, you know, we'll get together, we'll do this thing, which I know is actually, some people actually really appreciate that approach. Yes, that but I, let's I, I, see what happens. I envy
2: right? you because um, that was how I learned uh, journalism. You have to have a plan you do a research of course i mean we do kind of research i do (laughs) and and then you plan it you set it up and Uh you do it properly and i gave that up about 12 years ago but i do envy it it's a mixture of being lazy at the same time being very confident because i know the story is there and that is so if i plan something many times i'm sure it has happened to you you plan something you know all the questions but suddenly it ter- turns a different turn yeah of course i mean you but here's you're, the trick
0: i think i mean i'm not going i don't i won't debate you on it you've got your stuff sure. but i think the trick is you have the script you have the idea you have the arc you have the plan then you throw it away Yes. Yeah, and in Canada we we say, we say you follow the puck. You know, yes. in hockey wherever they, you can't control always yes. where the puck goes. So yes. the puck goes. So if, if I have a plan to talk to Basod Balur about food and Basod starts telling me something about his his personal life that I never thought he was going to talk about, then of course I'm gonna follow the puck and go there. And also But to have an idea of yeah. where you're gonna go. Otherwise and the thing is you are a skilled enough to that the way you can pull it off is that you're an orator. you're very fast and you're good with words (laughs) uh one of the things that i don't like about the podcast medium is it's given um oxygen to a bunch of folks who think all you have to do is turn on the microphones and talk and then it'll be interesting yes and the truth of the matter is it's not that fucking interesting yes you know that's why there's a gazillion podcasts and not very many people listen to them
2: but but some of them some some of them have millions of (laughs) (laughs) views
0: only when the person is a genuinely interesting and inquisitive person. Yeah. So I don't know how much Joe Rogan uh, prepares, but he is in, He has an inquisitive mind. He mm. can take it in certain places, but he has a talent for that. Yes. You can't just turn the microphones and go, and you have a talent for that. I
2: hope but so, But I But
0: I still, I still think...
2: I still I, think you have to cut this interview and make it two minutes. Because
0: well, that's, that's a BBC thing. <laughs> that's
2: a but BBC. let me ask you this. Yes. Why are you, you here this? when you're going to leave? Let
0: me ask you this when you have when you interview the real icons Uh and 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 certainly outside of the iranian you know if when you include the world yes let's say you were going to interview um zelensky let's Mm -hmm. say you were going to interview uh paul mccartney yes and you know that the handlers the publicists the people around them they want to know everything they're well not only that but they're going to give you it's going to be very difficult they're going to say okay you got ten minutes with Paul McCartney. Yes. If you have ten minutes with Paul McCartney, do you still not plan?
2: No, definitely we plan. Okay, in that but case, you plan. Leave yeah. the nasty question to the end. Of course, that's a, that's a trick. <laughs> because if you do it, if you ask in the uh, right at the beginning, you're going to leave. So right. you're going to have no right. interview. Yeah, no, we have to plan as because you have
0: only got the ten minutes. Yes. You don't want to mo- mess up the ten minutes talking sure. about bullshit, right?
2: Yeah. So that's why it is always good and correct. And all the students in journalism, please. Listen to Gian, don't listen to me. <laughs>
0: See, but you make me sound like I'm some sort of, you know, God. fuddy-duddy. I'm <laughs> some sort of like a stick no, in the mud. No, you the mind. master.
2: I'm there, nobody's having
0: any fun. <laughs> no. But I just think, Get my, my mantra is, yeah. Yeah, I had this debate with Larry King. Larry yes. King was like you. All right. Yeah, no, he said... Thank you for the comparison. Well, I mean, some people loved Larry King. Yeah. I mean, he was a huge star. But Larry King's idea was, I want to talk to people as if I've just met them on the street. Yes. So even when he was on CNN, he just say, oh, you know, he just kind of come up with the questions, sure. right? And it I debated him on this because I said, I don't think I think you could even Larry King, sir, you can do a better interview yes. if you've done the, you know, the do research, the research, it, read the books yeah, whatever absolutely. and then be the guy who's asking sure, whatever question. Sure. But I don't
2: know. Yeah. So when we have a baby, I think that baby is going to be really good in this. Oh. Yeah, me and you. Oh. So is the <laughs> the planning of you and and sort of the surprise from my side together Are it we do
0: you think we could have it I mean I uh, mean
2: nowadays you can
0: I know I know we can
2: we have to do donate, to we sperms. are we
0: too uh, are we too long in the tooth? You know what that means. <laughs> no, are we no, too old? I mean, should we be twenty-year-olds if we're going to have a baby?
2: No, no, we can give our uh, donate our sperm oh. to a womb. I see. And I think but so we're not necessarily gonna raise the pa- the baby. Huh? We're
0: we're not going to raise the baby. No, no, we're going to have we're going to mix our sperm womb, yes, uh-huh, and then
2: mix it and have a baby. Who's
0: going to have the perfect amount of time when they ask questions and interviews. Yes, yes,
2: all that. But that's quite a nasty <laughs> idea. <laughs> that was yeah. a horror film. So, <laughs> so, what but
0: there'll be a lot of facial hair <laughs> yes. on this baby yeah.
2: and shoulder hair from my side that's the first day <laughs> oh really yeah don't, I want to don't, say don't, something don't. about yeah, that's yeah. a horrible image you really
0: have the hair all over the body unfortunately yeah, so because ir- I'm Iranian. Iranian.
2: yeah it is yeah. Iranian, and um, it's quite painful to get rid of it and uh, after a while I, I just I just for, I said let's let's have it because it makes it much more softer and comfortable with the sh- with the fabric because the shirt you're wearing <laughs> If you have a shoulder hair it's much softer and nicer on your body wow. so that's definitely the case
0: this see this is what happens when you don't have a plan for the internet. yes exactly do you know what the english word for you for hairy is no lots of hair oh shaggy well that there's that's a word yes yeah hirsute
2: hirsute oh yeah hirsute. you're wearing a hirsute of you're, course well no
0: that's <laughs> that's funny That's <laughs> yes. like, no but it's h-i-r as uh-huh. hirsute so you're a hirsute man
2: yes Unfortunately.
0: I, I am blessed that I don't have all of that.
2: Yeah, here. you're you're much nicer um, I, human, I, I homo sapien. I'm homo I don't erectus. think I'm nicer
0: does you're homo erectus. I'm homo
2: erectus, you're homo <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell me, uh, <laughs> in between the shoulder hair, I got distracted. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, what are you doing here? Why yeah, are you um, in Canada?
2: I came here to to your city. Yes, uh, your with your all your hair, yeah. all my hair, and all my uh, extensions on the hair because uh, I look. Do
0: different. you actually have extensions? Yeah, I do have. So it, that's
2: uh, not your. That's not. It's you, from your. Under Romanian the cap, woman.
0: you put some extensions. Yeah, yeah, that's very popular amongst fifteen-year-old yes. girls. Yeah, yeah, today. exactly.
2: Yes. And it's about a hundred extensions, and it's about uh, it's from a forty-year-old maybe Romanian because really nice hair, and mm-hmm. I look better now. You. A forty-year-old Romanian. Yeah, that's what, what I guess. What's
0: the relevance of the the color ethnicity? I see
2: the silkiness.
0: Uh-huh. Is so,
2: that so are people in the
0: market for Romanian here? Yeah,
2: I think so. I'm just you know that's what I, that's what they told me. That's that's why they said it twenty percent uh, more expensive than before, and and that's why they sold. What it was to it? Me.
0: What was the last? Where were the last extensions from? Uh, that they were cheaper. Or did you have any? Have you ever had extensions before? Cheaper,
2: actually, funny enough. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should not say, but it's from a continent. They say it's not good. It's cheaper, uh-huh. and which, to which my surprise, they have much nicer hair, but okay. they say it's not good for extension. Okay, which I can I shall not say. You don't want to say it. which continent? Because they're going to have a There's hashtag. Only six. Best said it. Right, no, no, no. Right, right. don't want any more But
0: hashtags. we do know that the Romanians. Have great hair. Yeah, because and Iranians. You wanna,
2: also, I went to a. You couldn't a, get Iranian extensions. No, no, they don't sell them that much. Mm. Yeah, they want to keep it to themselves. So, <laughs> and they don't shed as much, I guess.
0: And it's a beautiful. You're right. It's a beautiful yeah, it's kind nice of. Color. A, Actually, I realized that light brown.
2: Our, our color hair is similar. So you're dyeing your hair. I realized. Well, I, I, I'm,
0: I'm. trying to go for a Romanian look.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 You certainly have it. <laughs> so I came to this country. You know how long I've
0: been uh, putting color in my hair? Huh? Since I was like 18. Oh really? Wow. I don't even know the actual color because it was all kinds of different colors all the right. years i was in the band it was like blonde and orange and, oh, wow. you know and then i started doing a different co- when i was on tv they would say if you put different colors if it's just black you know yeah it looks like a helmet exactly That's so they I have, have c- to put different yeah, so yeah. then i started putting different browns in, and yeah. i never stopped yeah, so yeah, i yeah. didn't even know what my color is really sure i'm, it's the,
2: so, I, I'm sure it's white now so the
0: <laughs> there's, certain, there's definitely some of that <laughs> but it's why did you go for the platinum. light the light bread? it
2: looks better on the camera that's uh-huh. exactly why and it's also with, with my black beard it reminds me of Andy andy warhol oh had this you know the contrast and you know it's fake and i like people to know it's um, kind of a fake hair on my head and that's mm-hmm. i like that because i want to be humble i want people to know exactly well then I why am.
0: do you, why don't you take the cap off then
2: no, that's that's too much. That's that's too honest. <laughs> yeah. I don't want that. That's that's horror movie. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So yeah, that's, that's you sh-
0: want to be honest about being fake, but not yeah. that honest about it. Maybe
2: you should cut that part of uh-huh. the interview out because now lo <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'm sure
0: people want, wonder why they would never see you. They ne- you yeah, know. Yeah, because
2: it? I'm bold on top, uh-huh. like Nasiruddin Shah. Was oh, bold. yeah. Well, that's a that's Shah was bold.
0: and Reza Shah.
2: Yeah, and I hope Guevara was bold, but he wasn't. Oh, wow, che But
0: isn't that a great lineage? There's a lot of. No, fabulous no, 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 no. men with a uh, beautiful patrick stewart you know uh, yeah, the rock but I I mean, you could be nose. in that tradition no, no. i
2: have big iranian nose and big ears and because of that you need a different kind of shape to your uh-huh. head and by being bold you lose the top part and as the proportion goes
0: You wrong. spend no shortage of time thinking about this. Yes, all day, every day. <laughs> right. It takes me half an hour. So the w- the Romanian extensions, look. you look fabulous. Anyway. Yeah, thank I got to say, you look Let's great. Let's
2: go yeah. back to the, Toronto. Yes, why did you come? you don't have much yes, time because yes. Shia has to go to a concert. Uh, which is don't, fantastic. Don't, don't make
0: this about Shia. I yeah. Think he's, yeah. Shia
2: is on the <laughs> <laughs> on. Yeah. I came to Toronto because I came here about 18 years ago. And um, we were like the first serious kind of Iranian juniors to come and discover the city. Mm. And I came with Mehdi Jami, in that case. And in here, we had uh, um, people who joined us. I remember the first name of Yasaman. I can't remember her family name. And another fantastic photographer. So we discovered Toronto. It was amazing. Mm. I realized that Toronto is full of Iranians who are somebody. Oh. Because. The way that the country lets Iranians in really filters everybody. It takes years to get into this country from Iran. You must be either rich or it must be somewhere very special. And I was, I came in, I was surprised they still have like warmsaps and all that, and people are stuck into the to the culture and maybe not moving on that much. So after those years, I came back to see how the city yes. has changed, and I realized and it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot. The yes. Iranian community is much stronger
0: and huge. And i mean huge. just in the last those 18 years yes yes there was a community here sure. but you i mean i don't know if you've had the chance to see it the last few days you've been here but yes. it has skyrocketed Yes, i mean yes. everywhere you go now in,
2: in los angeles you know i went and they said that iranians have taken over the city and you go to westwood there's only like 10 shops with Iranian yeah. names. and i went to a korean town yeah. in los angeles and i was going for miles and it was all Korean. Yes, I mean we are But nobody. Toronto's like that now. Toronto is like About that. So the income Iran is yeah. very strong. It's very interesting because very interesting people, who who have reached so high in the in the in the in their sort of profession, and I like to discover that. I like to see how the music is in this city because when I came here last time, Shalmeira uh, Agri was here, mm. and Gugush. kind of was around yes and um, so it's different now and I want to discover that and also drew an interesting picture a variety of iranians way like someone like you yes who who is complete a, a very a unique and different identity? Yes. Because you've created that identity, which is Iranian Canadian. Yes. Uh, I remember Kamran Human said we are Canadians. I would really hated them, <laughs> but <laughs> like you, you have that Iranian. You, you
0: were disappointed that they didn't say they were. Iranian. No,
2: no, no, actually, I, I had no problem with that because okay. they are really. If it's, it's, it's a media can say is Canadian, what's the problem? Right. And you are Iranian for Iranians. It's. it's I don't know. I'm 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 weird on that one. Mm. Although you know I'm such a nationalist, you know that I'm I'm really believe in Iran and do everything. You but don't
0: call yourself a British Iranian. You just say you're no an Iranian. no.
2: In every British person asks me who I am, uh, where I'm from, I always say I'm also Iranian. Uh-huh. and I should really say I'm British Iranian. Mm-hmm. Now you made me think actually that's not why, why that's rude. Why wouldn't you say that? Because, um, uh, no, I should say it. I realize Because from, from the age of 18 for t- 39 years yeah. I've been there, so I the really all majority a lot of
0: your life yeah. to them, and but you th- clearly like it enough to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could uh, live in San Diego, but you stay in, in yes,
2: London. Yes, right? uh, yes. It's amazing to be part of that society, but somehow I'm still connected to to my home country, and I'm dedicated Not just somehow, to that. I mean, yeah. it's your but it's, life work, right? Yeah, yeah, but but I should say British Iranian if I'm being interviewed and be hated by Iranians after that, so... <laughs> and... Um, Why do you think that I, I, no Because we have such... I, I'm ha- I
0: happily say I'm No, because we live, in the other current,
2: we, we live outside Iran. We know yes. how it is, and we are more honest and more fair. Mm. But being inside Iran, you think as if you sold your country, because ah. the, uh, throughout the history, the uh, other identities have been so um, smashed uh, it's been so... Um, How can I say? Dominance? No, no. no. Uh like The spies are like that, those who sold their countries like that. So it's not very nice for the people inside. But for us, it's completely natural. So I came here to see that.
0: But you don't think that Iranians inside Iran that watch you begrudge you leaving Iran? You don't think that they have a problem that you left Iran, do you? Uh,
2: sometimes they could be jealous because say, you have such a nice life we don't uh-huh. but because I'm so uh, dedicated to Iranian culture they don't they hopefully don't feel that at least they don't tell me that Can I, I want to
0: come back to Toronto and what you've discovered yes. in but just on this point it's very interesting I actually when when I, I was partly being facetious about no plan for this interview I love talking to you because you have such experience uh, and you are you do observe you observe little things that i think very few people you are journalists and so you kind of see things that yes. and you've and you've thought about them and talked about them for years so um one of them is this idea about iranians inside of iran something that a few people have, have talked to me about recently very recently that that i, I want to get your idea on which mm. is that i know some talented iranians yes Who feel in in the West, in outside of Iran, who feel concerned, like somebody who does something amazing, has a great uh, success, or you know is has won a a medal or something like that, who have some concerns about putting that um, in their social media because they get attacked because they say. How can you possibly be celebrating this and be so happy and have yes. such a good life when there's people having such a difficult life? I tell life you where in that in comes from. In in Iran, I, ha- tell me how, how you where feel about that.
2: From. During the Iran-Iraq war, the way the suppression worked in Iran was this comparison: that we are dying in the in the front line and you're doing this, right. um, because the the government wanted to. Uh, impose the islamic idea so i remember wearing a short sleeve was why are you doing that what we doing there so that idea which is a quite a wrong comparison mm. because i remember mary monroe went to frontline you know in vietnam and sang mm. with a sexy cloth. so everybody wants to have fun everyone's everybody wants to be happy and yes. you cannot make this unusual sc- cutting slashing putting things together which is a very unfair Mm. Unfair comparison because there was unfairness was part of the ruling so, <laughs> ruling government. Mm. That unfairness showed itself, so people got used to it because you can always chezundan, you can always destroy someone by making this comparison. So to me, they, when they say that, I say that's the most stupid thing because it's like com- when when you're uh, I don't know when you're eating something suddenly compare your asshole to your mouth. Mm. That, it is there. It's doing a different function, You're doing a different function. Every part does a different function. So my part in society is no matter how many people are dying, I still do celebrate Iranian culture and I do still or do... accomplishments. Yeah yeah exactly. I mean
0: first of all the whole idea is uh, obviously I get where it comes from it's it, it's and it and it can be it, it doesn't even have to be just Iranian yes. when when um, somebody who has material wealth for example flouts their uh, look at my fancy shoes that you could never buy yeah. there is a bit of an Iranian thing that is no that has up. been imposed. I, I don't there. get why yeah, exactly. I, I don't I don't get why people have to post pictures of their because fancy the, cars. The, the, and stuff.
2: Because the, the rulers push that into the society they injected that that this is a correct way of thinking which is right. quite a bad way well
0: i get but, but but it's untenable to think that oh um oh i'm really enjoying this wonderful meal that my husband made and i want to take a picture of it but i better not in case somebody in yeah. uh, shiraz gets upset because they don't have as nice a meal i mean come on we can't that's not yeah i think really the reason live that is right?
2: societies when you go to sweden the culture is very unified you see a taxi driver to the, I don't know, prime minister, they have very similar cultures. In the societies with the uh, dictatorship and years of neglect, you see the culture has been, there's so many layers and they are not talking to each other. And there is no unified, you mm. get extremes. Yeah. And that is because the country has failed. Yeah. And we are living with that because our governments, for years and years, tried to do something. They either didn't know how to do it, or they got wasted, or they just had a completely wrong idea. Right. Or t- trying to push people to wave, of, to think the way they want to see. Because of that is a neglected society, feels that way. But we but we need more But the flip side and, of it is, I mean,
0: hmm. the flip side of it would be, you know, when there's an atri- when something bad happens uh, in in the West, there's a school shooting in America. Yes. Um, or i mean an extreme example of, but a very notable one would be 911 yes. and when 911 happened in you know that horrible uh, the planes hit the world trade center uh, yes. september 11th in 2001 there was I mean, there was a conversation that happened even in in the United States for a few days after that about is it possible to make jokes anymore? You know, there was, John Stewart came out, a few people came out and said, I can't even do my monologue tonight. This is, it's too difficult. This is not a time when we can we can uh, be, uh, have any, express any sort of content. And then they were talking, is this the death of satire? We're never gonna be able to joke about anything anymore because it was such a horrible event that it felt like a disservice to the victims to be joking around or high-fiving having a great meal or whatever. Sure. Um, that, of course, faded after a few yes. weeks and people went back to their normal lives and, you know, there's a memorial there. I feel like for some Iranians, understandably, depending on what's happened to them, th- th- that that is every day. Yes. That is every day. There's and so a war. <laughs> when Kambi Hosseini was on the show a couple of years ago or last year, um, he said something quite provocative where he said, um, I think people, are, it's, it's irresponsible for Iranians to be happy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was
2: joking. But, yeah, no, I oh, was serious. No, he okay.
0: he on some level I I mean he defended it. You know, I think uh, it tells something. So that so but the but the idea of like hundred million Iranians running around the world are not and Iran are, are not allowed to ever be happy. Yeah, I have an answer it, to that. Yes,
2: uh, because we have lost our roots. That's why I think that our roots gives very very clear guidelines to all these confusions we have about um, our daily life. Dari- Darius the third um or darius sorry darius the first one um in when he was the ruler of egypt the pharaoh there's a cuneiform remain from him which i can give you just a just a simplified version is god created skies the earth and happiness for people you know our root of iranian society is about happiness Mm. okay and We have so many examples that we lived by by celebrations, and that was was the root of our society. But after it's done, things changed dramatically. Mm. And we still are, with this tazad, this Mm. contradiction, we live, and it shows itself in different ways. Not, don't show our food to these people. other people are not happy don't with it. Don't dance on As video. if you're caring for them. But right. it's more about fear, about uh, this, this part of society right. fearing the other part of society. So people are not together. They're all separated. They're divided since those days. And if you go back to our roots, our roots, uh, because we are hu- Iranian humans. Iranos homo erectus. Mm. And then because of that, we know in this kind of situation, how should we react? and we should adapt and translate our culture into these new events that are happening in the world or in our society. So well, in some my answer to y- yes, uh, this would be is happiness is part of being Iranian. Hmm. Happiness is the root of our culture. All been being um, faded and distracted for years, for 1,400 years, it is part of our it's root, quite an and answer. that's how we you, lived.
0: That's a, a, yes. You brought the history into that answer. Yeah. Uh, but you, in a way, are an ambassador of, um, I mean, you're setting the sort of tone to a certain extent as somebody yes. who's a high-profile host at yes. BBC Persian. Is BBC Persian, the, is the audience, I would assume a lot of the audience is inside Iran, yes? Yeah, maximum,
2: Yeah, maximum. 90%. So, so
0: how much do you, honestly, um, in your programming when you're shooting, your because I know you're very off the cuff, you like to be spontaneous. Yes. I mean, how, how much do you, are you... Constantly cross-checking in your mind a sensitivity towards will this go over in Tabriz? Am I allowed to? Is somebody in Mashhad going to be upset? Should I no, no, do this or not do not this? Definitely not
2: upset. Yeah, um, from the day one, because I was one of those boys who was sitting in Tehran in his flat and 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 didn't have any answer. I had so many questions, but there was no way to answer me. For instance, what is a dime? When when I was reading magazines, the shampoo shouldn't be more than a dime on your palm. What <laughs> What is dime? Uh, every time I make that program, I'm, I'm talking to that guy or a girl in a village somewhere. So it's about that. It's, I'm not worried about offending anybody at all because I create mm. ca- karikalamatur, the caricature of words and caricature of, of moments. And through humor, you can always you Know, tell the truth and tell the information. Where's the
0: line for you? What, 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 what won't I you do? I have no line. What won't unfortunately. you do? Not because of BBC, yeah, but because of you. You, what, what, what would you not do because you think I this wouldn't, I, I think the audience wouldn't like this?
2: No, actually, I have zero lines. My one day before I die, I want to be able to go to the depth of a disaster and make people laugh. That is my dream. Mm. So, I'm completely different animal and I have definitely no limitations. And... Thank to BBC back in my radio days because of their neglect or whatever. They were they were such a nice people. They let me have no limit in my radio shows. And I remember I had like red line, I had more <laughs> for Beyond red line, and everything was in this radio show. But I was short lived. So I have no limit and I want to get better and better on that. But make it not offensive. That is a, a key and it's quite difficult and delicate. I'm still learning. I'm what learning from mean? you today. What does it mean to be not offensive? It's something we're learning every day because the language of people are changing. Language, I mean, the way people react to things and, and are willing to receive. This is that kind of a...
0: I feel like lang- it's impossible to be not offensive. Because as especially in the polarized Iranian community yeah, yeah. virtually everything you say it or do is, uh, somebody's not gonna be happy. Yeah we
2: we, we 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 offend people but if you can make it like ten percent is good. But as I'm saying we, we're learning and as soon as our country and our people become unified and our culture mm. becomes very close there's no layers of culture in our society. are very close. Mm. All these things are going to be fading out. You're not going to be worried. You know about what helps? The, huh?
0: The beautiful tones of Romanian hair.
2: Oh, uh, yes. Is it makes everything... Shaking in the hair. It
0: makes everything better.
2: <laughs> and I brought it's, it here to tell You look like
0: a modern-day Brooke Shields. <laughs> yes. With some facial hair.
2: Tell I, you something. When I learned that, uh, that Michael Jackson, when he died on his uh-huh. autopsy, it was I, I read his autopsy, that he had a week all his life it made me very comfortable. Mm. So Michael Jackson, andrew Warhol.
0: Yeah, if somebody ever says, you know, uh, oh, do you put color in your hair? I'm like, yep, yeah, so does, you know, Hillary Clinton. So does Tom yeah. Cruise. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Brad Pitt or whatever. Also,
2: I, I heard that um some of the kings in in the uh, achamanian time had also a week as a mm-hmm. as a as a, as a uh, Taj as a. I like as how crown. you use history. Yeah, you because I'm related to that. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> there because I want to make that modern. You know, make it modern and cool, and I'm doing it. Hopefully.
0: Let's bring it back to Toronto
2: before I yeah.
0: I, I I let you go. Tell tell me. Um,
2: Toronto. Yeah, tr- Toronto. I'm Toronto. I tell you something. Yeah, it looked like an ugly city, which has so many beautiful little <laughs> parts because the city is it has, doesn't have any. It's not unified. you got the old house and suddenly skyscraper yeah. because of that it looks like Iran, ah. Tehran. And that makes it interesting. Also, to me, it, it seemed a bit depressing. But as I know, it's, it's a city for social uh, socializing. It's very much like Iran. It's a city for sit, uh, for families and friends.
0: Who have you discovered in Toronto? Uh, other than coming to the Rook studio.
2: That Quite a few that people. Uh, at, at, who's to you've you interviewed or, or, Okay, go ahead. Uh, on your opening night yes. for your film, uh, speaking to Persians, uh, to Persians. Talking to Persians. Talking to Persians. I met so many people and they become friends and I'm going to oh. see them, so thank you for okay, that. And right. they're really lovely. They're very friendly and they're willing to take part in my cause, for instance, yes. or invite me over. I'm like, tonight I'm invited to three different places. Wow. That never happens in London. Thank you for, really? Yes, yeah, so Well, that's you. because
0: you haven't invited me to anything. I <laughs> get, nobody invites me there. <laughs> uh, I uh, can uh,
2: only invite you to my... The uh, only time
0: I saw you in London, I took you out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know it's going And introduced you it? to people, actually, now that I think about
2: it. But that's what I do to uh, other people. So, <laughs> so more than me. You're more of a Behrzad than me. I'm a beza. <laughs> so thank you for that. Uh,
0: uh, what What have you What have you learned about the different, I mean, one of the things that you do, it's funny, we're doing this travel series, it's a little different, it's mm. in English, et cetera, but I know you've done a lot of traveling and yes. shooting over the years. What, what have you learned about how different Persian communities are mm-hmm. from country to country or from city to city they are. in the diaspora?
2: They are. They are very much influenced and, and changed by the host country, without doubt. The way even the way they, they they make the lines in Persian is different. It's very much influenced by the language of the host country. What does it
0: mean that they make the lines? Uh,
2: because sometimes they translate into lang- to Persian language, but it's originally there that original language, like Swedish people, and the accent changes. Like the Iranian Swedish, they're like Budan. manujas. <laughs> they have a lot of that. that. Sounds like a
0: Valley Girl. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also the Americans speak different and and. And, um, and the culture is so... It reminds me of Star, um, star Trek. Mm. That you go to a spaceship and there's so different humanoids yes. <laughs> from different space, uh, f- different planets, but they look almost human and they almost look the same proportions. So Iranians are actually quite interesting. And I hope they can bring that rich culture. Because what the host country does, hopefully, is take away the rust mm. from our package and baggage from Iran, Iranian society, the, the things we went through. We come there, we release them.
0: So give me an example of, what, uh, of a difference between the Iranian community in
2: London, UK, which of course you would be familiar with, yes. and Canada, what you have noticed here in Toronto. Canada is soon for me, but uh, Iranians in Canada, they are more confident, in my opinion, and they are more part of the Iranian society. Iranians in London, they, they, they say, let's go somewhere, they're not Iranian. And, um, yes, and they're different groups that. because they, they escaped, during you know, in different periods of time. Yes. You got, you got uh, economic immigrants, you get um, political immigrants, you get uh, people who are like the, uh, different movements in Iran. They're different and they're stuck together. And they're from di- they're from 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, they're different. Even have Iranians who do namaz and do rouseh. In, in in London, which to me was a surprise, because that's what we we escaped from Iran, not to go back. So that so they're they're very much together, but also they are allowed to be more of themselves in in London in a way.
0: Wait, they're very much together. I thought that you together. V- no, no. You made the, the opposite No, no, no. Different groups. Ah.
2: Like the lefties are together. I see. Shies are together. Right, right, they don't right. communicate. But mingle. there isn't
0: as much of a, I, I noticed no, what not you say in London, out, yeah. it's not some big Persian. No, 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 no. In fact, when we did our, the shot, the documentary there last year, and they were talking about, um, oh, you know, North Finchley is the Persian area. You got to go to, you know. It's
2: part of the new Persian area.
0: I mean, there's five or six Persian places. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's It's nothing like nothing Toronto. Like Toronto I mean, is it's massive.
2: I think it's, it's the second Iranian capital. It's no longer. Los Angeles, in my opinion. Los Angeles a big Iranian community, but uh, Toronto is becoming more of a more Iranian-Iranians. You know, they're more of Iranian culture. Mm. They haven't been diluted so much. And I, I, I found it very interesting. Mm. I think if I come here, I'll be successful.
0: Oh yeah, well, you yeah. probably would be. I mean, but I'm going to be in
2: next ten years.
0: <laughs> you came to uh, one event of ours and stole yes. all my friends. So no, no, I didn't. You know, honestly, I, I, they don't. Want, they won't speak to me anymore. They're busy with you, going out with you. No, we're going to uh,
2: always. Uh, I'm going to always call you and send you a picture. Don't worry.
0: Why? Why did you say that you think you, a lot of successful uh, or of impressive the Iranians come here?
2: Because of the way the Canadian uh, immigration works. You mean they because it's be hard to get? What, hard what? to get, because there's so many forms of uh-huh. fear.
0: But then why do people come here if it's so difficult?
2: Because to, to run away from Iran and go to, to that behishtimu'ud, uh, to go to that paradise. Mm. I'm sure when they come here, they get depressed because they realize. <laughs> they realize <it's> not paradise. <laughs> no, they realize that uh, it's Iran has a very strong social community social if you get sad there's so many people to call and they overcome and take care of you You know and you don't have it here Uh, in London. It's even worse. It's a a city of lonely people Hmm. But you have a chance to live alone Hmm. without anybody bothering you So that's also a good part, but it takes time to get used to all this kind of a different kind of a lifestyle
0: Where is it where is just name one more place where you found an interesting community of Persians?
2: Uh, where a, huh? a
0: city in the world that you've been to that you were su- surprised by
2: the surprised the, by that oh god so why, where I'm, I'm I'm so many countries coming mm, to my yes, head yes yeah I've been to Turkey I've been to Spain because I I, I guess some, I've been to uh, Italy what, what about the, the, the
0: Iranians in Turkey what, how are they different
2: they're very they're they're very much uh, I would they're, think they're
0: much more connected to Iran no
2: they are they actually can travel in back and forth so they're yes. different to us in yeah. that case so they're much part of Iran is there rather than they live in a different country. And Dubai the same, right? Dubai is the same. Actually, Iranians in Dubai are good because they are all rich and happy. (laughs) So I like them as well. (laughs) So Canada and them are good. And also, I was surprised with the uh, Iranians in Spain. They are very small, but they are very interesting people. They're they're really. You mean, the, wise they're not small people. They're a group of the group, yeah, yeah. They're they're one meter. <laughs> and are one. They're <laughs> four feet. They're high. tiny people. Yeah, the tiny, tiny people. audience <laughs> yes. of Spain. Yes. The, in uh, there, they were interesting <laughs> because I met some group and they're really good. They 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 they, they, they taught me a lot about uh, how world works actually.
0: Um. It's it's. Uh, I, I, I'm caught cognizant of your time. You've got to run around. Thank you. You
2: have to cut this short to seven minutes because. We just talked.
0: Why do I have to do that?
2: Because we make it interesting. Otherwise, nobody's going to listen to this You don't think this, this was interview. interesting? No, they're you going to look th- at the interview and say, one hour of blood, no way.
0: Nothing. We're not cutting any of this. It's oh, live. No, we we barely added anything. Doing that to my and, mom. And certainly, we want to learn about more about your shoulder hair. Oh, I mean,
2: yeah, yeah. What, I was wish the, I could show it to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... I think we could already imagine Actually, I don't mind. What if you got some Norwegian... Or Sorry, no, it wasn't... Romanian. Oh, my God. You really do have... I mean, you're like a. I tell
2: you something. The reason I'm doing this is you're at one with nature. Yeah, I mean, look they, at that. Is, yeah. The reason I'm doing that because um, I went to Newt uh, Beach. Uh-huh. This is the end of the conversation because I'm, people are going to forward to this bit. <laughs> I went to Newt Beach in Cornwall to do a program for the uh, BBC World Service, real one, not uh, us, you know, in Congo Re- in English. No, Where Cornwall. Cornwall. Oh, Cornwall. Cornwall. Uh-huh. Yes, on the, I was on the west we of Britain. this new beach in Congo. No, rubric, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and when I went yeah. there, I was I had so many problems with my body. For instance, the bone on my shoulder is too big, uh-huh. and then you hadn't I discovered these things before. No, like I you did. Know, I only at the in, nude and beach. And my toe. I hate my big toe. Uh-huh. Is too rounded, um, and um, <laughs> all this thing, and the shoulder hair. And when I went there, they said you have to take all your clothes off. Right. And I said, oh my god! They said otherwise we can't let you into doing to the interview. I said. And I remember I Oh, I, I see. Saw you were them, interviewing people nude I, I in, on the beach. I had to go inside uh-huh. and they make a report in radio, though.
0: Mm, okay. So oh, th- even on radio, you had to take off the clothes. Yeah, yeah, so.
2: and go there because mm. they they don't allow people. With and and we,
0: was there any thought to waxing some of this? No, um, no, that was a surprise. This, and this shocked. coat that you have of. No, uh, no,
2: it's, it's, it was all there. It went back uh-huh. and everywhere. So I had to take off, and in that one and a half minute, I, I was all my life was mm. kind of falling down and and I just didn't know how am I going to deal with this Mm. and I was taking my clothes the kids looking at me which is hashtag kids looking at your naked body Uh and and funny enough
0: how young were this what kind of a nude beach is this no it's
2: it's a nude beach for families that's what's interesting yeah everybody was looking looking at each other so this is the point as I took everything off and I was so embarrassed you cannot believe how embarrassed I was and suddenly, everything vanished. Mm. All my complex about my body, Orde,
0: uh-huh.
2: suddenly went in and said, Oh my God, this is how it is. And I was worried about erection as well, of course, because oh, okay. there's so many girls there. Uh-huh. And I, as I walked inside, I saw a woman with one breast. I saw uh-huh. people were damaged.
0: Uh-huh.
2: And suddenly, I, suddenly, something opened up in my mind, that sex can be turned on and off. Mm-hmm. And being nude in a big nude group, Okay. Is the best, I don't know, experience for, for a modern person. Okay. You suddenly realize that clothes talks a lot about who you are your the, your state in society how much you know even the clothes talk so much you are, you are naked
0: you i were, was you're naked. just you're just you're not just yeah that's feasible. why you're literally naked naked but you're, totally your status is even naked. no no just yeah a,
2: even no uh, slippers uh, but uh, the, the reason i'm saying that everybody well, i talked to uh, okay yeah. i didn't know where they're from i couldn't guess mm-hmm. their rank in society and that felt amazing ah but it made you feel okay about yourself after that I no shame him. anymore no shame because but i saw women with one breast uh. i saw people who were like uh, so you're okay about the bone in your shoulder no now. i'm after that and I'm, the toe I'm, 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 and I'm the my hair to, yeah. my, to myself <laughs> yes. and there's no way still yes. the lights are off if somebody comes to my room lights are off and i'm oh, wearing really? a hat yes
0: you don't you don't allow
2: gradually p- it takes a few weeks for uh-huh. me to get a few this, weeks uh, few weeks right. so if you person. bring if
0: you bring somebody home are you currently single
2: I'm currently single. Uh-huh. And if
0: you bring somebody home... I'm happy home, to meet people. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're already <laughs> doing that. And I'm meeting that, your yeah. friends. Yes, yeah. They don't speak to me after anymore. that night. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> they do speak to me, but they don't, they're busy with you. So so you go... Uh, so this is so a you, conclusion. If you bring someone home,
2: yeah.
0: even after you've been to the new beach in Cornwall and feel yeah, better about still yourself, takes time you still see. don't want them to yeah. see you.
2: And I love that shyness. I think it makes me more beautiful. Have you and that was that the sounds end of the like you're conversation, okay with your conversation Mizun yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for the interview you you've
0: decided, <laughs> you've decided what about some of these rings and the gear that you wear do you keep that stuff on when you're naked or do you sleep with all these i mean you i sleep with some of them yes yeah all the, i sleep be- with this one beads the bangle. and the, you know, the bangles bang
2: is from achamanian time so it's my battery huh. what it's about it's this iron connection. man thing no, on these your are sh- yeah hands. these are These, these are like a lot. These are my. Uh, like the American. What's that? that guy, Marvel. American, Iron Man, uh, Captain, oh, oh, Captain America, Captain okay. America. Shield. These right. are my shields, uh-huh. and everything else is. Are you allowed to, to wear
0: those? Do you wear them to bed to shield yourself, or no? Yes, yes. You do.
2: No condom. Justice shields, <laughs> and this is Iran's earth.
0: Uh-huh. Somebody
2: gave it as a present to me. Uh-huh and these are all different things but these are each jewelry i change them every day and sometimes i don't wear them is about what i need to be ab- to be better on that day mm. were you
0: always this way or is this a newer yes i thing? was always this way with the romanian hair extensions and everything no ex- no no this is recent i discovered no, I know two the, years ago i know the particular hair extensions yes, but yes. i mean the idea of i i'm gonna
2: looking good well, yeah, because Iranian so, men yes. are pretentious and they have to look good, so I, I always was. I learned it from You've my mom. You always had a
0: particular style, for sure. Yeah, thank you. And my that's you You did fashion design. Yes, that's I did
2: fashion design when I was in my 20s. And I was very successful. I did uh, designs for some of the singers and stuff, but then I suddenly stopped it because I, I thought I'm be, becoming too successful. I was stupid. At the age of 25, I closed the shop and went to this world, mm. you know, so I started re- reading books. But... At the very early age, our mom was very peculiar about how we looked, so that stayed with me till today.
0: You have very fitted clothing.
2: Yes, I notice your your. It makes you look better. Look better. It makes a, it should be we fit.
0: wear fitted clothing? Yes. Yes. I mean, yes. your your pants are very. I don't very even tight. know how. To, very tight. Very tight. They are tight. Yeah, we're I mean, well, not be joking here. Yeah, yeah, I was saying to you earlier when you came into the studio. I I said I'm not. I mean, I feel like, you know, like when I was a kid, there were these like Jordash jeans that girls would wear <laughs> that they would have to wriggle around on the bed to yes, take them yes. on and off exactly. because That's they were so the tight. Yeah, yeah. That's I what so you, you have to, I mean, it takes getting time. home at night is yes. a, is quite a mukafat for you. Yeah, you it's have warm to,
2: and moist. How, and what, also, What do you, what do you mean enough, by that? Yeah, and then I was sitting No, no, on, I'm talking about how you have to take your
0: it's, the clothing off.
2: It takes time. Yeah, yes, it, it yeah. Takes
0: how time. do you even take those pants off?
2: Yeah, you have to take you don't have to wear oil <laughs> no, i'm joking but it just takes time especially uh-huh, yeah. at, the, at the you bottom. have to wrestle with them already. yeah wrestle with them i mean a
0: man gets to a <laughs> point in his life where he wants to wear more comfortable clothing no
2: no no that's no. It, that is when you're, you're a slave to fashion yeah yeah, yeah. that's when you that, that's when you're uh, <laughs> yes. redundant or something retired, retired retired yes, yes. so i'm still have another good 10 years i hope uh-huh when I'm 85. And then flares. And then, then flares. Then you and then I'm the gonna I'm going loose look like you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be comfortable. I'm joking. <laughs> you're, you're looking. There's good.
0: nobody left. Everybody's gone. Yeah. Uh,
2: and uh, I have an uh, appointment uh, with one of your friends, by the way. I know. To have a dinner. I know. You don't mind, do you?
0: <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, Go so ahead. So I, then I, then I hope Thank you.
2: It's been such a pleasure having Thank you. You.
0: Thank Thank you. you Thank you. Thanks for coming in the studio. I appreciate
2: giving me the chance and talk to speak English. Which will be another year for me to speak English. Your English, and speak actually, Persian.
0: I sense your English has gotten a lot better as well. Yeah, from no, last I, I year. You were I, I, saying my Persian has gotten better. No, you yeah, just did an interview with me for BBC yeah, Persian. That's right. And yes. you, th- you thought my, my Persian has gotten was better. It was
2: much better. Yeah. And I thought you might have an uh, Iranian girlfriend. So that's why. Even though you d- you
0: barely let me speak. <laughs> yes. It was the interview with me, but you were mostly speaking.
2: No, because yeah. it's about the moments to say a word is enough. <laughs> word, as long as I can yeah. say a word. I think I said a it was word six, is six enough words. Yeah, six words. And one of them was in
0: English. So I think that's the interview.
2: With long pauses.
0: Bessabuller, you are uh, um you are the, the sexy you, beast. You are a singular person. You, there's no other best in the world. Thank you. It is a it's a joy to see you. It's thank always you. a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, Thanks too. for coming. I
2: in. hope you end you cut this interview to seven minutes. But thank you so much. Much choking. Choking. Hal Bezan Give me high five. Bezan Bezan Thank you
0: the award-winning artist, fashion designer, humanitarian, radio personality, TV presenter, senior producer, Besad Balor. Besad has been with me here in the Rook studio. Sad has left the studio and uh we're just doing a changing of the guard here as Shadi Majulis He comes in. Um Rahm, can you just play the theme again for a second? Just play play that uh the, yeah. Sha is not here. Go ahead. Uh Right here we go. Uh, my next guest is capturing attention for capturing images of Persian culture, figures, and history that she creates and showcases on her cakes. That's right, tasteful and tasty, Shadi Majlesi is an Iranian-Canadian self-taught baker, cake decorator, and stylist. She first started her career as a hobby in Sydney, Australia. Shadi now lives in Toronto. Her interest is mixing ancient Persian-style art with modern Western cake designs, and she has a growing fan base and clientele. And right now, Shadi Majlesi is joining me in the Rook studio. Hello.
3: Hi, Xiong.
0: Very nice to have you here.
3: Thanks for having me. It's
0: a bit. Is it? It's Pavlovian. I think. I see you. I say your name, and I get, I get hungry. I want, <laughs> <laughs> I want cake. i been looking I at you. <laughs> you want you to be synonymous with people being,
3: craving, desiring, eat, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: by the way, I know you're a very. Um, I, I'm guessing you're a very private person because you don't have much of a footprint in social media. Yeah,
3: I think it's part of my uh personality and uh, my brand as well to be private and it's all about cakes and arts so i don't need to really show up uh, you know
0: <laughs> but you don't want to, <laughs> but you don't think you need a company name that you know that you can it, get
3: it just started like that i didn't change it at first it was like this, uh, like shoddy, and then I added Toronto because it was in Instagram, so people could find me easier.
0: And then and you then, added cake.
3: No, it was like shoddy cake Now it's shoddy Toronto. Toronto. <laughs> <Cake>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you you say making a cake is a way to show your feelings and point of view. Exactly. I mean, it's quite interesting to me. It's it's reminiscent of what someone would say about a song they write or a canvas that they paint. So it suggests you see your work, baking, cake making, Mm -hmm. as art. Mm
3: -hmm. As a little girl, you could always find me painting, making crafts, uh, playing with the spices. And well, I grew up in a family surrounded by highly educated people. And Mm. whenever I was doing something like this, they said, that's nice, but not enough as a job. Mm. So Mm -hmm. you had to be a doctor or a lawyer. Yes. Um, And uh, so I had this feeling uh, in my life. So I had to do something for that, and I had to feed my soul. So I got my degree as a psychologist, Mm -hmm. but it was not enough for me. And uh, then I got married, uh, we moved to Sydney, Australia, and I had Daniel, uh, he was uh, three months old.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: I wanted to be with him, especially for his uh, first three years of his life. Mm -hmm. And we were baking and painting together, and I was using those, uh, I mean, my um, painting skills to paint on the cake, Mm -hmm. which was quite new that time. And my friends were amazed by that and they uh, asked me if I can make for them as well. Mm-hmm. So that moment, I just uh, saw it as a business opportunity and uh, just to start. that. Well, well, hang like on, that. two
0: steps back. So you you're born in, in Tehran yeah. in the early 80s. Uh, and as you see, you end up doing a degree in psychology at Azadi mm-hmm. University. We, was was your family, was your household a particularly um, food-interested household? Was there a lot of baking going on? I mean, where does that come from?
3: Not at all. I can say not at all. My my father was craving uh, sugar after, like, every single meal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, like, even a uh, like sugar cube was enough for him. No, it was nothing like that.
0: Your mom has a Ph.D. in nutrition. Yeah. But that didn't, that doesn't necessarily translate into. No. In fact, that's the opposite exactly. of making cakes. Mm, yeah. You know what? Can I bring up something with you that I've I've often had this debate in my family because growing up, um, I was always somebody, or I've still remain somebody who's who loves cooking on top of the stove, mm-hmm. uh, on the stove. You know, uh, like khorosh or something like that. Whereas my sister was always somebody who was good at baking. And I always made the argument that the stuff that you do on top of the oven rather than in the oven can be a lot more creative. Like I don't, baking always felt like a math equation to me. Okay, exactly. you put this much dough and you put this much sugar and then you make a cookie. Uh, it, can can baking be creative? Am I being um, too harsh on it? Or does it, I mean, if you want it to be creative in cooking, wouldn't it be more creative to make omelets rather than cakes? <laughs>
3: Well, I can say it's more easier to be creative at uh, cooking. But uh, because, uh, as you said, baking is so, uh, you should be so. There's rules. Yeah. It feels like there's yeah, rules. Yeah, exactly. If you don't do that, the, the cake doesn't would, work. Yeah. Right.
0: Whereas there's no rules to a soup. Exactly. You put whatever you want in there, right?
3: Yeah. But you can be creative. I think so. Yeah.
0: Well, how, how Like you I
3: tried to, I tried because uh, uh, because in Australia the style was totally different. Like people uh, uh, love to have the very simple, nude, neutral cakes and uh, neutral ne- cakes. Yeah, what does like, that mean? I mean t- about the design oh. and um, um, and uh, they didn't want so much cream or fruits mm. in the cake. They didn't like it, and here it was totally different. So I had to come up with something that especially. Persian likes it. So I made um, Persian love cake, which has a cardamom and then uh, apricot, pistachio, with oh. a little bit of rose water, and that one became my signature.
0: When does someone eat this Persian love cake? <laughs> is it, is it a <laughs> Is is there an occasion where you, is it on a date or can you uh, just eat it any time? That's
3: the thing, you can have it, um, you can respect yourself and Uh order one cake for yourself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The love is in the cooking. Yeah. I see. Uh, I know you love sculpture and painting, you've talked about that. Was it your intent to be an artist?
3: Yeah, when I was a kid I was, keep doing these stuff and I've never had a chance to present myself as an artist, and um, I never wanted to copy anyone. It was quite easy for me to uh, do that, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I never want, um, I can say one of my biggest fear is to be like someone else. Mm. So I try uh, not to copy anyone, and when I came here, people were sending me designs that, uh i could say i can do better so it took me about two years to come up with my own style and uh, my design when i first i uh, draw gajar face on the cake i was so happy with the results Mm. even though it was like unusual and different but i was happy and i received so many bad and good comments but it was enough for me
0: well okay let me get to the gajar face but first Tell me about the cake with the two bunnies for Easter.
3: Yeah, it was the first cake <laughs> yeah, in that, Sydney. Right. Yeah. So you were
0: in Sydney. Yeah. And you you until then you're baking cakes but you're not necessarily doing your art on them. Yeah. So what was what were the what was the design that that where you went eureka I can I I can fuse my art and my cake making. Tell us about the two bunnies.
3: Uh, I think it was for Easter, so I had my Daniel and so many other moms around me, so it had to be something childish. So it was, yeah, I just draw two bunnies on the cake, and it took me uh, 24 hours because uh, the fondant, the paste that I was covering the cake, and I had to draw something on it, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't get dry, so I had to wait. Uh and then put some um, extra color on it. So it was quite hard.
0: These are very detailed bunnies Yeah, in here. Th- yeah. It's not just a bunny outline.
3: No, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, and then friends of yours in Australia start to go, wow, yeah. can you make me a cake like that?
3: Exactly. Um,
0: and at this point you had no idea necessarily that this is gonna turn into a business. No. And so you, before you come to Canada, it's just sort of for, when you do come to Canada, uh, you sold your first cake within three months of moving here. in two right? months. Yeah. Yeah. So then you're, then you're, now you're starting to think this can be a business. Tell me about this, that the moment where you decide to put the Gajar face on, because that's now what you've become known for, but it's only three or four years ago that you started doing this. So exactly. what, what made you think I'll put a, a Persian historic design face, uh, that I create on a cake?
3: Uh, with that background and my uh, with my Persian roots, I had to do something uh, and I simply decided to be myself. Uh, that helped me a lot because, uh, as I said, I didn't want to copy other people. And uh, I thought people like Marilyn Monroe or Frida on the cake, so this should be work as well. And it worked. (laughs) And with every single, because I'm self taught, so I've never attended uh, any class. Mm. So, with every single new client, I was so lucky that they just trusted me and they gave me the chance to come up with something unique and new. And um, uh, yeah. You said
0: at first some people didn't like the idea of the Gajar face. Mm-hmm. Why, why? What would they say?
3: Probably because uh, it was unusual.
0: <laughs>
3: you know, like, um, why, when it's your birthday, why Gajar's face? <laughs> right, why? right, right, right. You know? Right.
0: <laughs> well, it's actually a good question. Why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but what's interesting to me is that. Uh, I know you were one of the first people to do this, to, to be doing this. I feel like I see a fair amount of this now—cakes or or sweets of some kind or another that have these Persian images on them. Yeah. So is that true? Do you think it's it's, it's become a trend? And and were you at the forefront of that?
3: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because people were sending me uh, cakes that people are copying me. And I was happy because uh, I thought, well, well, that's nice. That uh, so people like it. That they're coping it. So, uh, but now it's a good uh, level for me that I can move on and come up with something new. Now I'm done with those oh, <laughs> designs. Really? Yeah. Well,
0: that's why we were interviewing you. So it's yeah. no point anymore <laughs> if you.
3: No it's a, it's a new
0: it's do you, do you had a you had something controversial it's something about you drew naked ladies on clouds people didn't want that on a cake <laughs> No
3: <laughs> <laughs> I lost so many followers <laughs> really honestly that. I mean yeah. does,
0: I, I'm being funny but that really you, you did actually yeah and lose? I was
3: happy and I said I have to do it more because uh, I don't want those people which are so like close for something like this this is just cake <laughs> and um,
0: right was that an order did somebody want the naked yeah, ladies on it yeah it was uh, a
3: birthday um, uh, I, I think for I don't remember uh, and they yeah. were
0: ordering and said, I want my...
3: They bigger, wanted want something nude. unique. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. Oh, it was for a guy. Yep, wow. So, yeah, I thought something funny and interesting. And right. they had so much fun for cutting the cake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you... It, the controversy was just because you put a picture of that on your on the Instagram? Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. That that would become a big deal. I mean, mm-hmm. it seems like a sort of a, a, a no-brainer. When you're doing something this artistic, I mean, part of me thinks your passion has been painting and sculpting. Why bother with the cake part, you know? Uh, why not just paint, you know, do your drawings, et cetera, or your paintings? Um, but since you do do the cake part and since it's become such a big part of uh, your brand that you, even if you don't promote it to, uh, as much as I think you could, um, how, how does it matter how good the cake is in other words if people are buying this because they love the design um i almost feel like they that's the you know that's the gold it doesn't you know if the cake is all right Mm -hmm. but it's but from what i hear uh, because you didn't bring us a cake, I thought, you know, maybe we'd be sampling it as, you know, everybody's shaking their heads uh, From what I hear, it, your cakes are also really delicious They're, you know, So uh, how important is that to you? That the, I mean, how important is that to, the, to your clients, that the cake also be super tasty or mm-hmm. well-made?
3: Well, people think that uh, beauty and taste can't come together mm. But I'm uh, very sensitive about the taste as well and i try my best to do something good but still unique so some people are open to that and some they are not so yeah but I, I i try to do my best what's
0: an example of unique
3: sometimes I, like i tried so many different flavors and i added uh pepper to the base uh, to the uh, cake base mm. And then uh, the filling was uh, uh, Chili with orange peel And uh, um, a little bit uh, um, What do you call Zeresh? Barbary? Yes Yeah, yeah. Barbary And it was wow. it was so unique And then people were Why? Why you're doing this? Why <laughs> you don't make like uh, Banana, walnut and pineapple mm-hmm. Which is so... <laughs> <laughs> Traditional. How,
0: how does the chili and pepper go with the cake? Does it work?
3: I, I liked it. Yeah. That's I mean, I've tried.
0: The, there's some chocolate, chocolate you can yeah. get that has chili. Yeah. It's awesome. So I got why, that
3: idea from there. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Interesting. And these cakes, I mean, the, your your artwork, in as much as it's the cake, necessarily becomes ephemeral, becomes short-lived. It's, it's you, you know... Um, It's like creating something out of ice or so, you know, it's you know, it's not going to last which is kind of Heartbreaking and I'm not sure that I could handle the ego of that. You know, if I write a song or draw something that I like Mm -hmm. I don't want it to disappear. How do you contend with the idea that you're creating art for people to destroy by by eating it?
3: but I think it's even more effective because Mm. you see and feel at the same time and you can have it and the, like uh, eating something uh, it's uh, another um, experience that's you know, you can mix literally
0: devouring your art <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but <laughs> but but the problem but, but I mean if you draw something that you really love this is my favorite painting of a Gajar woman that I've and and you know, Abdullah, the guy who's bought your cake, is going to eat it. I mean, it just seems like a shame to me. It should be on a wall or something, (laughs) right?
3: Some of my clients, because I have those cookies as well, Uh. and like those cake toppers, they they saved it for, and a, a few of my clients just framed the cookies. Yeah, And they... Send me the photo. I, How does that I was go so after happy. a few
0: years? Did they turn uh, green or
3: no, no, not really. Yeah. Maybe because of the weather.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or the Swiss meringue. Yeah. It keeps it no, somehow. that one
3: doesn't have any Swiss meringue. It's oh. just a cookie <laughs> okay. with all the right. painting on all it. Right, yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Actually, I've been to a I guess I went to a wedding or something where they gave cookies with that image on it. And I didn't want to so I kept it for a while, and then I thought, "Well, what am I keeping this for?" <laughs> but I just think, as the artist, it must be so hard for you sometimes to. It's it's a it's a lesson in being able to free give give away your art mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. basically. You're saying, "Take it and and uh, I don't have I, I don't have a recording of it. I don't have a I don't have a version of it. I'm giving it for the, you know other than a photo maybe that you can take um what a pleasure thank you so much for being thanks. here congratulations on all the uh attention you're getting for your beautiful cakes and um uh i can't wait to d- devour your artwork <laughs>
3: <laughs> thanks thanks for having me and it was really nice talking to you thanks, thanks so much Shadita. thank you G&G.
0: that's Shadi match here in the rook studio you can find her at on instagram at shoddy underscore toronto underscore cake um, that is full time for Rook for today. Next week on the program, Mona Vand will join us and Shakayeka Nostrati, also in the coming days on Rook, Majid Kazemi will be joining us as well. Remember our website for all things Rook related Rookmedia.com. Rookmedia.com. Thanks to the amazing team who put this show together. Savvy Roham, Talented Anahita, Super Parisaw, Smart Pega. I'm Mehrtad and Groovy Shaya. Thank you to all of you out there for supporting us and sharing our content. Please subscribe on any or all of our platforms if you've not done so already. You can find me on Instagram at Gian Gomeshi. And in the meantime, as ever, Mizun Bashin.